Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast, the official podcast of Left Wing Lock and a proud partner of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Devin Davidson, your host. With me, as always, Bruce Gunther, John Enns, and Tyler Holman. Boys, where do you want to start first? Gino Malkin or the Battle of Alberta? <laughs> I, I say uh, a little bit of both on this one because I'm going to get my shot in right at the start. Okay, well, um, go go for it, John. Go for it. I would just like to say that Gino Malkin puts up a hattie and he's a plus two, and uh, your boy Drysaddle puts up a hattie and he's a minus four. That's all I got. <laughs> that's a number I'm proud of. And that's also known as the Drysaddle hat trick, according to Dauber Hockey. That is the official Drysaddle hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. if the guy worked on his defensive abilities a little bit, he might actually be a decent hockey player. Uh. I'm just I, I'm gonna put you on the list, John. You're on the list this week. I'm fired up. Um, you know what? Maybe if he had some goaltending, he wouldn't be a minus four when he scores a hat trick. Or maybe if the defense would show up. Yeah, that helped too. I don't so know who's the who was the worst defenseman. Was it CC at minus five or who was the worst defenseman on the Oilers last night? I think it was Bouchard. Did you see that trash? His play on, um, I think it was Kachuk's goal. I think it was Kachuk, where he was coming back and it was kind of a two on two, and then he got kind of rubbed out there and made it on kind of a two on one. He just like fell off to the side, and then they switched coverage him and Keith, except he didn't take anybody, and then he was in between, <laughs> and then he just laid down. And yep. didn't block a shot, didn't block a pass, and almost ended up with his head in the back of the net. And then they just scored. It was that's that's worse Take. than Div Eleven CCRHL <laughs> defending there. That's <laughs> that's bad. That's, that's net, worse boys. than me trying to play down D. for a while. That's yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I said to Britt, this looks like a Sunday morning at eleven a.m. beer hockey game. Like it's just brutal. <laughs> Everybody was still hungover from the night before. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You're not going to win them all. That one was bad. Was pretty, I mean, there was no goaltending on both sides, honestly. Markstrom led in five. I think I think the D was actually worse than the goaltending. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Like I, yeah. But still not a good look. And, I mean, that tweet from from Ken Holland, or that maybe that soundbite where he said, I'm, I'm confident in the other's goaltending, it, it hasn't aged well through – a few games. Whoops. Whoops. Oh, whoops. Uh, yeah. That one sucks. Uh, my my mom and Milt were, were at the game in Calgary. Um, my sister lives in Calgary. She's a fan. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, I, know. I was going to say, your sister's a fan <laughs> of the Flames? Yeah. She, well, oh, no. they've got season tickets. So, John, my brother-in-law, they've, yeah, they've got season tickets in, in Calgary. So that's the story there, but that was painful to watch. Bouchard was only a dash one last night. So he just looked bad. He didn't actually play that bad, as you tell me, John, or Bruce. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move away from that because I don't ever really want to see that game again. So let's talk about Gino, though. Not bad, hey, John? Wowzers. Not bad. I, I didn't need his help to beat Tyler this week, but... Uh... <clears throat> <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> but you'll take it. You you had the most most points this week out of anybody, so I'm, I'm on okay a roll. I'm okay with losing like that. I don't know how many games I have next week, so I'm a little worried. 
Well, um, you'll find out near the end of the podcast. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> if you stick around long enough, John, you'll find out. Oh, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get like Malkin didn't help me win this week, but I ended up picking up Ricardo Cal, who I think we should talk about later. But um, he finally got a chance to play with Malkin on Friday. Was the word. And then I found out later Friday after picking up Raquel that Malkin wasn't playing. And then, sure enough, Raquel put up three points today. Got me actually 12 fantasy points. And I'm only up by six. Or I think I won by six this week. So, eked out a, a squeaker there. Yeah. I, pi- I picked up Raquel right at the deadline, trade deadline. Yep. And uh, I didn't wait long enough. I only played him for those first two games where he did nothing. And then I dropped him. Like an, idiot. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> like an idiot. Uh okay. Not bad. Good stuff. So here we are. Uh NHL week twenty four wave war picks and preview episode fifty five, Bruce. Been around for a while. Um yep. this is fun. So it it looks like we are actually starting fantasy hockey playoffs in our Yahoo League, Bruce, starting tomorrow, quarterfinal. Yep. And a lot of teams are starting fantasy hockey playoffs tomorrow or the week after. Tyler, what's our setup in Timu? We got playoffs tomorrow or the next week? <laughs> the commissioner doesn't know. I, I got no idea. I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look at it right now. Uh, okay, we got one more week. Whew. At least, oh no, that's in uh, that's in the FHHL. The team is probably the same, unless you set it up differently. But well, I don't know what I did. Uh, two more weeks actually. We got two that. more weeks of regular season play. You know, oh, you know why? Because in the podcast league, I set it up so that we finished a week before the regular season was done. Because you have all that bullshit that happens when they start resting players and basketball term load management, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what we did there. Just the worst. Yeah, well, not not great. Lauren's doing pretty good in this team of... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's... Just throwing them right out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, good job, Lauren. One mm-hmm. and 20. That's a pretty good record. That's a new That's a new record, I think. I think that is. Even <laughs> for him. Record. Even for him. He played one week, one, and then just called it quits. No wonder why he doesn't <laughs> ever pay for it. I wouldn't I'm, either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, good stuff. Should have collected his donation early. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> I, I did try to collect on your behalf, but he, he never got back to me on it, so. No, I get it. Um, I understand now. Yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> okay, well, let, let, lots, to, lots to get to this week. Obviously, we talked trade deadline on, on Wednesday with Mike, um, so I guess we can touch on some of the players this week uh, after they've uh, been traded and how they've looked. But before we get into all that kind of fun stuff and waiver wire picks and all the good things, let's go to our first segment, John's List. For anyone who is not familiar, this is basically just John's shit list of players past and present. It's a fun way for us to kick off the show. Sometimes John has good stuff. Sometimes uh, we want to put John on the list for his picks here. But uh, <laughs> It's my list. Go away. Take it away, buddy. Uh, this week's member of the list is Logan Couture. Agreed. Um, eight million bucks, and that's all you can come up with. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say to that one. Like, why he even got eight million to start with just doesn't 
doesn't it, uh, fly with me. Like he's it, been trashed makes, for years. It makes the dry saddle contract look really good, John. I'm not commenting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, dry saddle might be a little bit better. Oh, just okay. Um, just a little. Yeah, but we we don't like couture. I mean, Tyler, you talked about it lots. You like just years past where the sharks would just kick the shit out of the Oilers. Yeah, we no, I I hate him. I hate him just because of that. But he's got five years left too on that after this and year. How yeah, old that's is nuts. He's thirty-two. Thirty-two. Yikes. That's a good deal by his agent. Oh, he turns uh, 33 tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday. Okay. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday, you suck. <laughs> John's list. Count, count those millions. Count those millions. <laughs> right? He doesn't, he doesn't care what we think. I mean, No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes the list. What's, what's the up to points-wise this year? I haven't looked at all on, on Couture. Oh, now you're asking oh. questions I didn't look at. Forty-seven. He's actually 40? having a decent decent season. He's got twenty-one goals, but yeah, he's on pace for sixty-four. So it's not crap. Statistically, it's not <laughs> terrible. But for eight eight million bucks, I expect more. You would expect more for eight million dollars. No question. Alrighty. Any other thoughts on Logan Couture, Bruce? No, other than that, he's out right now with an injury. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell when Bruce really doesn't give a shit about a player when he gives you one word <laughs> answers. <laughs> and no, don't like the guy. Moving on. All right. Um, well, with that, let's get on to the next segment here or part of this segment. Um, fantasy Lock of the Week, March 21st to the 27th, presented by Left Wing Lock, your number one source for fantasy hockey intelligence. Guys, I'm sorry. I hate to do it. I just try to be impartial on the show. It's Johnny Goudreau. <sighs> Uh, he's good at hockey. You don't you don't have to like him, but he's good at hockey. Ten points, two goals, one game winner, two power play points. He shots on goal plus five, fifty four percent power play share, eighteen and a half minutes of time on ice, and three games played. Um, that line with is it Lindholm, Goudreau, and Kachuk? Is that who played last night? They're pretty good. Um, yeah, not much else to say there. I won't pat him on the back too much. <laughs> but really good led, led all players this week uh, in points honorable mentions go to Leon Dreisaitl John just so you know 8 points 6 goals he actually led all players in goals this week and uh, I'm just going to stare at you and be like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah my, my uh, yeah, you're, I'm on fire here just from you your searing eyeballs Anyway, uh, six goals, two assists, four power play points, 13 shots on goal. 88% power play share and 21 and a half minutes time on ice in four games played. And then the other guy here I had was Evgeny Dadnoff. Uh, more so just for the whole trade debacle and then for him to come back <laughs> and put up five points, two goals, three assists, one overtime game-winning goal uh, along with two power play points and just five shots on goal. He played over 17 minutes time on ice in two games played. So pretty good performance from him. He's probably their best player, hey, Bruce? I would say so. I was going to say, what a great trade acquisition by the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, that's all I got for Fantasy Lock of the Week. Let's move on to headlines with the hacks, news and injury updates for March 21st to the 27th. Um, 
left wing lock again i'll just mention they've got their playoff probabilities tool uh you can see all the odds for your favorite team and if they will qualify for the postseason based on that model um any trade deadline news that you may have missed or want to check in on there's a link there for that as well the oilers before they got smacked by calgary last night were at an 85 percent probably 85 percent uh probability to make the playoffs that uh, took a bit of a, a dip after last night. I think it's down to 75% now. But if you want to check out your team, the link is in the show notes. It's on our website, fantasyhockeyhacks.com. March 21st, Roman Yossi, Kyle Connor, and Lawson Krause were named the NHL's three stars for the week ending March 20th. Tyler, your boy, Yossi, love him. Yep. He's on a crazy pace this year. And Kyle Connor just scored his 40th goal, um, first one of his career, which is kind of hard to believe. Yossi, Yossi's been unreal. Is is he going to win the Norris? I think he has to. I think he has to. I mean, that many points for him. kneecap McCarr, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even I would, still, I would you just... see... You could just see the next game the other. You see Yossi going out just a two-hander across Makar's shin pads. Just <laughs> the Norris is mine, damn it! Whack! <laughs> you gotta, right. you, you gotta get it on the back, Bruce. Not on the front. Not on the actual shin pads. It's gotta be on the back. It's gotta be on the calf. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no protection. Well, I don't want to get him suspended. I just want to just. Oh, okay. No. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because if he gets suspended, he's probably not going to win it then. That's true. Good point. Uh, he's been outstanding, though. That's really all I can say about Roman Yossi. And then, yeah, obviously, McCarr's had an incredible season. But it's between one of those two. Um, any heart consideration, do you think, for Yossi or McCarr? Or is that a stretch? I think it's a stretch. And that's coming from the president see, of the fan club. <laughs> I can see it more for Yossi than I can for McCarr. Uh, I'll agree with Bruce on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at the definition of the, the hard trophy, right? Most valuable yeah. to your team. Okay. Uh, the report out of Philadelphia is that Ryan Ellis is done for the rest of the season. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury traded to, while well, we talked about this uh, on Wednesday, but he got his first win here. Was that last night? Yeah. yeah. How do you fare, John? I didn't check the score on that one. Um, decently as far as I could tell there. They won it in overtime. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Thank you, Bruce. Bruce's blunder of the week goes to the Vegas Golden Knights, who tried to trade Evgeny Dadnoff to the Ducks until they found out that Dadnoff had a no-trade list, and the Ducks were on it, which the Knights say they did not know about. They should have checked cap friendly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's noted there, yeah. So, yeah, it was officially vetoed or reversed by the NHL. I was listening to 32 Thoughts, and Friedman was talking a bit about that. And just he was talking about uh, NHL Central Registry was like they had approved it. So he yeah. said that there was someone at Central Registry that was like, yeah, this is good to go. So, it, I mean, it wasn't just Vegas, but there were a couple people that screwed up here. Yep. <laughs> For sure was. Uh, and I think it came out yesterday too that uh, Ottawa won't be uh, won't be penalized for basically. Oh, either they purposely didn't say anything to Vegas, or they conveniently just left it out. So I, I was however you want to 
trying to understand why why would they be held responsible for for what went on here? Just because why they would be because the trade list was submitted to them and they just didn't say anything. Oh, well, there was a. I think as Friedman explained, there was a rule change a couple of years ago. So what happened is now is when a player is traded with a no trade clause, the clause follows him to the next team. Right. Where two years ago, if he was traded and he waived and was traded, that clause wouldn't follow him. It died with the team that he signed with. Gotcha. So when Ottawa did the trade with Vegas, they didn't inform Vegas or the registry that the trade was follow the no trade list was following. Right. So as far as the central registry knew, there was he didn't have one. Because it's not uh those things are not centrally uh uh what's the word for it? Uh, each team looks after their own players, no trade list. There's no, nothing is said to the central registry. Right. So they'd have no, no knowledge of it. So then Freeman went on to say, well, well, him and Merrick were both talking about saying that maybe the NHL should have their own version of cap friendly or Puckpedia, which, yeah. which would make a lot of sense to me. I don't know why you wouldn't, but I guess some of the pushback is that players don't want all of their financial information disclosed in public. Um, but I'm sure it would help avoid some confusion like we just saw. And now the NHL's got a lot of egg on their face. So yeah. just one of those things. A little homework well, could, have, just, could have fixed that yeah. one. Yeah, oh, for sure. Even if they just centralized the lists, like, yeah, other teams can see them, but Central Registry is notoriously not giving out information that doesn't belong to the person that, that needs it, right? Yeah. I think Friedman mentioned that as well in the podcast is, they don't give out in, well, information willy-nilly. You need to have a reason for the information. They won't give it to you. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right. Um, what else we got here? Scott Wedgwood, now with the Dallas Stars. Um, he's looked pretty good. We're going to talk with him in our waiver pickups. Uh, Bruce, I'm just breezing over some of the trade stuff we already talked about on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with two goals Monday night, Philip Forsberg now has 35 goals in the season, and I think he scored again today. I'm not I, I don't know. to lunch, but I thought I saw that. Um, Tuesday night, Jack Hughes scored two goals, giving him 20 on the season. He's up to 24 goals now. That's good. The guy's cruising. Really He's on good. pace for 95 points. So look for him to be a good. first or second round pick probably next year. For sure. Uh, come on. Come on. Maybe a second round pick. I don't know. But, but he, sh- he should go much higher than he did last year. No question. Higher than Logan Couture. Higher than Logan right. Couture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tory Krug left Tuesday night's game after a slash to the hand and did not return. He's now out week to week with an upper body injury. Uh, we'll talk about him in our waiver section, but Nick Letty is kind of the immediate internal replacement there. Which is funny because I thought they would have given that to Justin Falk. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, and, and they may uh, just or- decide to go back to Falk. Yeah. I, I kind of noticed that Letty got 100% power play share in his first or second game. And then by the third game, I think he was around 50%. So um, we'll, we'll just keep an eye on that. But uh, with three assists Tuesday night, Sidney Crosby recorded his 13th season with 40 or more assists. John, that's got to make you happy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Roman Yossi recorded his 60th assist in 62 games Tuesday night. Trevor Zegers set the Ducks record for most assists in a rookie season with 31. He's had a good season, good rookie season. Uh, Patrick Kane scored his 20th goal Wednesday night, giving him 14 seasons 
of scoring 20 plus goals. So like we've talked about in the past, you don't really have to worry about Patrick Kane. About as automatic He's as automatic. it gets. Uh, Logan Couture, speaking of which, left Thursday's game with an upper body injury. Brent Burns hit him in the back, right, with a shot from the point. Oh, really? Well, that was against the Oilers, I think, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, caught him somewhere with no padding, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That'll leave a mark. Yeah, <laughs> a little friendly fire. Uh, Ryan McDonough left Thursday's game 24 seconds into his first shift after blocking a shot, did not return. He is now out indefinitely with an upper body injury for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Victor Arvidsson returned to the Kings lineup on Thursday, as did Robert Thomas and Vladimir Tarasenko for the Blues. Ryan Nugent Hopkins returned to the Oilers lineup, and what a difference he made. Hey, John, while both you and I and Bruce, I think, talked about this this week, was he just makes a massive difference on special teams. He basically touches every part of the game for the Oilers, and it's noticeable. Yeah, absolutely. He's... He's the uh, unsung heart of the team, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's a reason people they, love that guy. They can trade that other guy. What's his name, McDavid? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Tyler God. left. He, Tyler actually left. I've never seen this before. I think he fell <laughs> off his chair. <laughs> uh, he's just making sure you're awake, Tyler. That's all. <laughs> just making sure you're paying attention. That's all. Oh, I'm awake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna jump through that screen right away um but back to nude she was huge i even even last night as they lost nine five he had four points yeah yep yeah he's like he, he john said he's like the glue for these guys it's he was what a plus one that's yep and your boy we get dry it, saddle we, is minus we get four you hate, you hate dry saddle we know yep. we get it yep. we get it guess who else was a plus one in the oilers game last night Oh, I saw one of these and it was really stupid. I can't remember who it was. Duncan Keith. Yeah. Duncan yeah. Keith. He had one assist. He was plus one for the night. That's just just good <laughs> good hard veteran leadership. Right oh my there. gosh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the experience he brings to that dressing room, let me tell you. <laughs> All right. I'm, uh, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> We touched on Dadnoff already, so he had that three-point night. Um, good for him. With the win Thursday night, Jeremy Swayman is 11-1-1 one, one since Tuka Rask retired. Uh, Grant, you're welcome. But <laughs> as we just mentioned, hey, uh, RNH has been great for me, and so has Anderson. So fair trade all around, I'd, I'd say. For sure. That worked out well. Uh, Connor David now has 60 assists for six straight seasons. Only one player has more, and that's Wayne Gretzky with 13. Uh, with an assist Thursday night, Zach Hyman has set a career high in points with 42, 21 goals, and 21 assists. How much do you guys love Zach Hyman? Like after after that whole thing with Ben, uh, is it Stetler? I, I probably botched that. But anyway, just like if you didn't love the guy already, just watching him sit there. Well, first of all, he killed that massive, uh, that penalty kill for like a straight minute, right? He just skated around the ice, was great. But then to see him after and just the way he – he handled Ben and just hung out with him and uh, just, yeah, I great human being, phenomenal player. Love to see it. Yeah, that whole press conference thing after the game, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I if Yeah, if, if you didn't love that, you're probably not human. 
Um, I love the kids' response though. Ben's response, right? It was uh, who's your favorite player? Was, he was straight honest, right? Connor and Connor and Leon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. All right. Uh, after Thursday's game, Joe Pavelski has 66 points in 63 games this season. He's 37 years old. That's like Tyler and just jump back on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Kidding. I'm kidding. Easy. Is that how old Tyler is? No, no. He's my age. Oh. Well, he's a little older, but (laughs) you're you're all still old. Not much. (laughs) (laughs) Not much. All right. Brendan Gallagher is going to be out for the Canadians uh, about one week with a lower body injury. Jonathan Drouin is out indefinitely again with an upper body injury. Sean Monaghan was a healthy scratch on Friday. I saw that. He's got, first what, time. one point in his last 14 games or two points in his last 14 games? Yeah, his first time in his career. He, he hasn't really been an offensive threat for a couple of years. A while. I was going to say a couple of years anyway. And, Bruce, to your point, you like we talked earlier in the week and you mentioned Cali Yarncroke. Now they got that guy there, like that kind of does make Monaghan a little bit redundant, right? Yeah, it sure does, especially on the bottom half because – Monaghan's not playing well enough to play in the top six, so he was just barely hanging on on the bottom six. Now he's going to be watching from the press box. It's an expensive hit to be sitting in the press box. Yeah. 6.75, I think. Too much. (laughs) You you look at it. The Oilers dumped Lucic on Calgary right now, and he's probably the better $6 million player out of the two players on that team. (laughs) That's saying something. He's so bad, too. (laughs) <laughs> I just <laughs> on the broadcast too when he walked in with that stupid suit and didn't even do up like six buttons. <laughs> had like one at his belly button done up. Like, good for you, Quasimodo. You know, <laughs> it's hard to say who's worse in here because uh, Monahan's what twenty two points in sixty three games and Lucic is nineteen and sixty five. That's yeah, it's twelve million dollars worth of wasted space. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying I'm glad. Like I wish we had Lucci's back by any means. No. But the thing that drives me nuts about that guy, he was brought in to be an enforcer, and we couldn't pay him enough money to go hit somebody or fight somebody. And now in Calgary, he seems to hit everything that moves, and he has no problem fighting. So I don't know what the deal is, but Lucci, you're on my list for life, man. I think he was asked to do something different in Edmonton. They wanted that power winger, right? They wanted that uh, Pat Maroon type player, right? And that's just not what Lucic is. He just couldn't do it. When he sent him, let's send him to Calgary. What he's doing there was what he was doing in Boston. He's just doing it two lines farther down now. I guess. No excuses for him. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, okay, I see it. Uh, Zach Wierenski left Saturday's game with an upper body injury. Oh, I missed this point here. This is kind of funny. So Thursday or Wednesday when we we're talking to Mike, I think we, we were all in agreement. like we're going to see a an announcement from the Golden Knights. There was a setback in somebody's recovery. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> day later. <laughs> a day later, Max yeah. Pacioretty had an injury setback on Thursday and is out indefinitely. <laughs> Someone whacked him one with a bat. <laughs> yep. He tripped over the rug on the way out of the ice. <laughs> that or they pulled Fractured it out from underneath his ankle. 
<laughs> Someone just pulled it out from behind him while he was going out on the ice. Whoops. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point, it's just comical. Yeah. And then oh. there was talk too. I think Bruce, you were telling me they're going to try and close that loophole, or the NHL is talking about it. It's on. It's yeah. It's on the agenda for the GMs meetings here. That uh, they're getting. Talk, there are a few GMs that are now wanting to talk about just closing this loophole or closing the loophole or extending the salary cap into the playoffs so that yeah, this stuff can't get done. Because uh, well, after two more down the list here, we'll see what Vegas did again here last yesterday or was it Friday? Well, Pacioretty was the one night, and then they did some more shuffling the next night, too. Yeah, so might as well just mention that now. Riley Smith was placed on LTIR, and Alex Martinez was activated from IR. So that's just... I mean, that's going to continue, right, until the end of the regular season, yeah. basically. Yeah. And they're just hoping they can eke into the playoffs, and then they can just activate everybody and not worry about it. Yeah. And actually, if you do go check out the playoff probabilities on leftwinglock.com, Vegas is trending up big time right now. They've been they've been a lot better of late, which I don't like. But and they got an easy schedule this week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeff Petrie is out indefinitely with lower body injury. Patrice Berger- Bergeron skated in his 1200th career game on Saturday. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl hat trick. Yeah, let's move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. We'll just breeze over that one. Not important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fleury got his first win Mackenzie Blackwood started skating again Miles Wood Makes his season debut today for the New Jersey Devils He missed most of the season with a hip injury Sorokin left Sunday's game With an upper body injury That's not the kind of stuff I want to hear Bruce Sorry man Jacob Verana is the latest to score a dry settle hat trick One goal, one assist, minus one in their game On Sunday versus the Penguins For him to be only <laughs> minus one, that's pretty good <laughs> Considering they gave up eleven, yeah, yeah. Was it Nedeljkovic that got shelled? <clears throat> both of them got Nadal- shelled. N- oh. They both they, they ended up pulling. I think they put Nedeljkovic back in after they put Pickard in. <laughs> Did they? I think. Although, like I was reading on Twitter that they both got pulled. So unless they just went with an empty net after that, I don't oh, know, but... must have. Like they both ended up with uh, really close save percentages of six eight two and six nine two. Yeah, I think that's the second time that's happened too. Because the game against the Leafs, uh, I think they pulled Ned yeah, they, and then put him back in, and he let a bunch more goals in too. Second time in a month, I think I read somewhere. Not good. It's funny because yeah. both teams put up the same amount of shots. It's amazing what goaltending can do for you. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I'm not sure what that feels like. I've never had that as a fan where I can say we got a good goaltender. Right. Oh, Rollison. We'll say Rollison, eh, Tyler? Yeah. Until he got run over by his own player. And cost us the Stanley Cup. Yeah. We know. Yeah. We know. Ryan Strom left Sunday's game with a lower body injury. I did not know that, Bruce. So that's interesting. And Tanner Janot was back in the lineup Sunday after missing a couple of games due to the birth of his first child. And he was right back at it. I saw he scored at least one goal and had an assist or two as well. So his rookie season continues to be impressive. And some nice category coverage too. All right. That does it for Headlines with the Hacks, news and injury updates. 
we'll move on here. We want to let our listeners know that the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast is a proud partner of NHLshop.ca, the best source for all your officially licensed NHL apparel and merchandise. Follow the links in our show notes or on our website. Save up to 50% on select apparel now and get free shipping on orders over $99. Use promo code NHLFS99 at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. See store for details. Full disclosure, Fantasy Hockey Hacks may receive a small commission for your purchase, which helps us to continue providing original content and fueling Tyler's gambling habits. And Tyler, what's the latest? Uh, That's not good. Still not good, hey? It's been a rough few days. It was bad Wednesday and never improved. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, Let's move on to some questions here. Let's get on to Ask the Hacks. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Should I trade Jack Hughes for Jack Eichel? No. Agreed. Not at all. Yeah, I don't think I do that either anymore. I mean, I, I still like Jack Eichel, I think, long-term. Like, if the team will get out. Like, I, I think his prospects are still good, right? I mean, but the way Jack Hughes is playing, and in theory, that roster should only get better. Yeah, exactly. It's He sure has been on fire lately. Brat's been doing pretty good as well. Sharon Govich. Yep. They got Hamilton. They got Severson. They just need a goalie. They just need a goalie. Dawes is doing his best back there, but I don't think he's the answer for them, but <clears throat> he's sure putting, a, putting the effort in, that's for sure. Yep, no question. Okay, there you have it. Jack Hughes, stick with him. Would you drop Ryan Hartman for Valerie Nishushkin? And I uh, I kind of hummed and hot on this one. I don't know. I would say no, because right now Hartman is glued to Kaprizov and Zuccarello. And for Valerie, his his promotion's just temporary. I my argument against that, Bruce, would be Landeskog probably doesn't come back until the playoffs. So Nishushkin to the end yeah, of the season is gonna be playing with McKinnon and Randon. And Nishushkin's been really good. I don't know what he did today. Should check that. <laughs> Tyler, you got something to fill the void? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, I was trying to figure it out, but Carmen <laughs> did score today. Yeah, and Nishushkin's actually gone two straight games now without a point. So yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you can make a case either way, but Hartman's probably been producing a touch more lately. Basically, for what we figured out here, you really not you really can't go wrong with either one. <laughs> it's a it's a tough choice. I'd have to, have to maybe the the tiebreaker there would be the schedule if you want to take a look at that um, for the upcoming week here. Just trying to find Minnesota's got four games, and then where's Colorado? They got three games. If you guys give me a second, maybe if somebody wants to fill the void here, I'll just see what uh, what the schedule looks like to the end of the season. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you expect us to do? I don't know. Twiddle your thumbs. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll get I'll look Sing, into the John, schedule. Sing. Let's talk about the next question here. While you guys are discussing that, I'll I'll find some notes on the schedule. <laughs> um, pick two of these three players to keep for the remainder of the season. It's probably an easier question now, but it's Ryan Strom, Andrew Kopp, and Chandler Stevenson. 
Categories include face-off wins, blocks, hits, and other standard categories. How about her? Well, I would think as long as Strom isn't out for too long, Strom would be one. And Cop is really off to a strong start for the Rangers. Stevenson, well, since Eichel has got to Vegas, has just about dropped off the map. He's still on the power play, but in terms of his usage, he's down, I think, to the third line. So I think I'd keep Strom and Cop. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the same thing as long as that injury isn't too long. But Yeah. Uh, agreed. Sorry, just back to the previous question in the schedule notes here. So Minnesota's got 19 games left. Five of those games are on light days. Four on back-to-backs. Colorado's got 17 games, so two fewer. But they've got one fewer back-to-back. And one more game on light days. So... Two more games if you're sticking with Hartman. Just an FYI. Okay, and some are saying Strom and Cop. Everyone's happy with that. Okay. Uh, do you think Jared McCann is worth keeping over using his roster spot as a streamer? We have five bench spots and three moves a week. Scoring scheme is goals, assists, power play goals, game-winning goals, shorthanded goals, and shots. Excuse me. The rest of my team is firing on all cylinders and sometimes I feel like a streamer can give me more value. I would agree with that sentiment, that strategy. I think having a streamer spot works well in a lot of cases, and especially when it's a player like Jared McCann who, yeah, they play four games this week, but I think it's against some tough competition. And in terms of yeah, offense... they play Vegas twice. Yeah, Vegas twice. And I looked at their numbers too. Their power play is like 29th in the league in the month, in the month of March. And I think they were 15th or something, or 21st. It was 21st in terms of goals scored per game so I, I wouldn't hesitate to drop McCann if you've got some better options on the waiver wire and just continue streaming guys but what do you guys think I'd say the same there's some of those devils players that are still on the waiver wire somewhere he sure brat um, the other one I can't pronounce Sharon Govich that's the one I've watched that enough times I figured it out so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yamo even Yamamoto's out there yeah. Okay. Tyler, any thoughts on that? Are you you're, you're content with that? That out of approval. Okay. Uh, is Tory Krug droppable? And are you interested in Nick Letty as an internal replacement? So this is actually kind of there's a couple questions in here, but we'll start with that one. Well, I guess if his hand is actually broken, then yeah, he's droppable because. He might be back for the end of the season, but he's back for the last week in the season. That's the last week of fantasy playoffs, so you'd have to get that far. Yeah. So if you don't have a spot to stash him, I think it'd be fairly safe in dropping him. I'd agree. Um, and then I think as far as Nick Letty's concerned, like, yeah, it's maybe it's a maybe. I think just see how see how his production looks after a few games, and if he continues to get that first unit power play time. The other part of the question here, also I picked up Kyler Yamamoto earlier this week and now I'm considering keeping him for the upcoming week. However, I have an empty D spot. Is it a decent strategy to have a forward who will get you points and have an empty D spot? Gostas Bear is available and long-term, I would plan to have him on my roster. I think at this point, like, I, yeah, Tyler, you look confused. Basically, she's asking, should I just keep Yamo and have an empty D spot 
for the week coming up. Because Yamamoto is going to play on four light days, so she can fit in Yamamoto all week, but then no one's on her that, that D spot. So could she drop Krug, keep Yamo, and pick up Ghost this pair? No. I think the way I looked at it, I could be wrong. Shandell, you can let me know later. <laughs> but I think the way it shook out, um, well, she, she her name is Shandell. She contacts us on Twitter. <laughs> Um, yeah, let them we know appreciate later. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the idea was that she would have to drop Yamamoto to pick up Goss's bear and then fill up that D spot. Okay. We're horrible people. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> just between the two of you. <laughs> and they just they just get each other going. Hey, Bruce, like. Oh, absolutely! They just feed off of each other. <laughs> oh man, I'm turning, I'm turning red. I feel like they my just they just wind each me. other up. It's so funny. <laughs> I keep oh, Yamo. God. Keep yeah. Yamo. Keep Yamo. That's your opinion. Yeah, he's on. Like, uh, I don't know if this is going to be like it was in his uh, first season when he got called up there, where he just had points for seemed like a month and a half straight. Like seventy nine um, points, I think, is what he ended up with. Or like he was on pace for that anyway, right? Yeah, I don't know if he's going to do that again, but, I mean, this is pretty consistent. It's been a, over a week, goals and assists. So. Yeah, he stayed hot. My concern with it is if you, like, to leave that empty. I, I think, because I looked, Goss's pair has the same schedule. They play four light days. So, like, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Same with the Ammo and the Oilers. So, it doesn't affect the rest of your roster so much because they're playing the same schedule, but, I mean... Either way, you're, you're leaving a spot in your roster empty. Like, that's my concern. Right, because yeah. she has other forwards she can fill in on a roster and then just to have Goss's bear playing, then you're maximizing games played. I guess it depends, too, if you, your league, and it doesn't say here, if they count shifts, I guess that matters, too. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, D-Man gets a couple more I, shifts. I knew so. it was coming. I knew it was coming, and I was like, do I let him do it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Tyler, you're in favor. Yamo, Bruce, John, what's your take on it? Yeah, I'm in favor. Yamo. Yeah, me too. Okay, keep Yamamoto. You've heard it here from the hacks. Uh, is Pierre-Luc Dubois droppable? Other centers available in my league are Nico Heischer, Brock Nelson, Tyler Sagan, Nicholas Backstrom, Josh Norris, Carter Verhege, and Nick Schmaltz. I I almost suggested just streaming. Like, of those pool of players, you could probably just. Well, like right now, he's sure a Nelson, right? Yeah. Nelson scored 12 goals already in, in March. He's on pace for like 48 goals. Yeah. Over 82 games. He's been just ripping it up. I think this time of year you kind of just have to go for it. Like if if Dubois not producing at a level that you're that you need, yeah, does it hurt you to to stream to have a stream spot and run guys like Backstrom and Norris and Nelson and Heischer and just collect points as much as you can? Yeah, take a look at the schedule and see who's playing the most and and just get them. It's go for it. They say. Because, I mean, um, if you don't get past your first week of the playoffs, what does it matter? I'm actually surprised exactly. that Dubois is only averaging, I think, just over 15 minutes a night on the season. Yeah. Pretty close to third-line usage. It's right in there, so. I, 
last I looked, he's mostly been playing with Kyle Connor. I thought he was anyway, unless they've changed that. But yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on that one, guys? Uh, not not Sagan. He hasn't done anything for a while. Nothing. I I do like Josh Norris. I do like Carter Verhage playing on that top line in, in Plur F. Uh, me, the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and Nick Schmaltz. Um, yeah, Backstrom hasn't done much either since coming back. He's got a couple points, but uh, Kuznetsov kind of has that first line down. So, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, last question here. Someone dropped Troy Terry in my league. Should I drop Jesse Puliarvi or Carter Verhage for him? This was a Twitter question. I just said I would probably look at dropping Puliarvi as much as I love the player. And in real hockey, in terms of fantasy production, I think he's got six points in his last 10, but it's been like he's playing some low, low minutes. I think he played nine and a half last night against Calgary and virtually no power play time. Whereas Troy Terry's still playing around 20 minutes a game. He's getting usage on the top power play unit. And Verhage is not to the same degree, but he's, he's producing too, right? So that'd be my opinion. But what do you guys think? I'd agree. Yeah, I just dropped Jesse, and I didn't feel good about it, but I did it. The Bison Kings dropped the Bison King? I think about that for a <laughs> sec. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, there could be a name change coming. Yeah, name change. Here we come. Don't worry. I got a good laugh for you coming up. <laughs> Dude, do we get a last-minute entry for Ask the Hacks? Is someone has another question being submitted here? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll, All know right. it, you'll know when it happens. Okay, that, that is it for this week for Ask the Hacks. Thank you to everyone who has submitted questions. Uh, just a reminder, if you're new to the show, every week we do a draw for a free one-year subscription to the Left Wing Lock iPhone app. You do have to have an iPhone. Um, the but, worst. No, they're superior phones, so there's just no reason not to use them. Yeah, um, that's fact, not opinion. That is fact. <laughs> that is definite opinion. <laughs> anyway. I, I will fight you to the end for that one. <laughs> I know you will. But if you want to get entered, uh, send us uh, your email, send us a message, ask us a question, fantasyhockeyhacks at gmail.com or get in touch with us on social media uh, or on the website. And with that, we're going to move on to our DraftKings ad read because... As a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, the Fantasy Hockey Hacks Podcast is a proud partner of DraftKings. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a chance to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years of age or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you or a friend or someone you know needs assistance with gambling addictions, all of the information is going to be available on our website, fantasyhockeyhacks.com. All the hotlines can be found there, all the text lines, all the information you'll need. So 
John takes it seriously because he's also also needed those numbers sometimes. Hey, bud. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tyler, you didn't fall asleep. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. Just Almost. A quick little power out there. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to the next segment here: edge work. The segment where we do the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues, starting with the NHL schedule for Week 24. The NHL is going to be busy again this week with 54 games on the schedule. In typical fashion, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are light days, meaning 50% or fewer of NHL teams are in action. Uh, But we still have five, six, and seven games respectively on those days. There are 14 teams on the schedule that play a total of four games, and five of those teams, being Arizona, Buffalo, Edmonton, Seattle, and St. Louis, play three of their games on light days, which is going to help you optimize uh, games started or played for your roster. The rest of the league plays a standard three games with the exception of just two teams. That's Nashville and Washington who play just twice. So just a quick recap, Monday, five games, Tuesday, nine, Wednesday, six, Thursday, nine, Friday, seven, Saturday, nine, Sunday, nine. And some teams of interest here, uh, starting with the Arizona Coyotes. They've got four games on the schedule for next week, a minus 17 strength of schedule, according to left wing lock. It's basically a, it's a, Near-perfect schedule. All their games take place, or three of their games take place on light days. Um, they have no back-to-backs. So in theory, they could play Vamelka on all four games next week. Something to keep in mind if you're looking for goalie starts. The Coyotes are 6-3-0 in their last 10 games played. And during the month of March, they've scored at a rate of 4.20 goals for per game. First in the entire league. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Very. Who? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Arizona Coyotes. First in the NHL in the month of March. And that was that was probably before Pittsburgh's crazy eleven goal game, but um yeah, four point two on the month. How about that, eh? Not bad. That's good. Huh. Their power play is also miraculously just outside the top ten at twenty six point one percent. They've got a favorable schedule according to left wing lock, like I said. They take on the Oilers, who are 6-3-1 in their last 10. The Sharks, who are 4-4-2. The Ducks, who are 1-7-2. And and the Blackhawks, who are 4-5-1. Their record against uh, upcoming opponents this week is 2-5-1. Some players to consider there. Nick Schmaltz, Lawson Krause, Phil Kessel, Shane Gossesbear, and Corral Vamelka. So there you have it. Team with four games to keep an eye on for next week team with three games here is the Winnipeg Jets their strength of schedule according to left wing lock is a plus one they've got a fairly neutral schedule for next week with matchups against Buffalo who's 7-3-0 in their last 10 Toronto who's 5-4-1 and the Kings who are 5-3-2 in their last 10 Winnipeg's fared well against their upcoming competition um, and, and they've been rolling of late since March 1st Winnipeg is tied for second in the NHL with a 4.00 goals for per game played and the power play has been converting at a rate of 27.5%, which is 10th in the league. Uh, their record against upcoming opponents, 3-1-0. Some players to consider, Paul Stastny, Adam Lowry, Josh Morrissey, Neil Pionk, and Nate Schmidt. They don't have a ton of fantasy-relevant players available at the moment, but uh, for DFS purposes, they're definitely a team you want to keep an eye on. Uh, teams of two games, Nashville Predators. Strength of schedule is minus 31, according to left-wing lock. Like I said, one of two games to play, or one of two teams to play just twice this week. But despite the lack of volume, they've actually got a really nice schedule here. They take on the Ottawa Senators and the Buffalo Sabres. 
The Preds have a very, uh, well, like a minus 31 rating, like I said. Nashville and Ottawa have not faced off yet this season, but the Preds did lose 4-1 to the Sabres on January 13th, where Skinner scored twice. Um, Nashville 7-3-0, their last 10 games played. During the month of March, they are 10th league-wide in points percentage. They're first in goals four. Well, they were first in goals four um, at 4.36, and then ninth on the power play at 27%. Record this season, 0-1-0. Players consider there, Ryan Johansson, Eli Tolvanen, Mikhail Granlin, and Tanner Janot. So that does it for the schedule. For this week, let's move on to week 24 waiver wire targets. Uh, typically, we focus on players with ownership of 50% or less. There are some exceptions, obviously. Um, let's get into it. First up here, Kevin Hayes, 13% rostered, three games on the schedule for next week. What's your take on uh, on Kevin Hayes, guys? Is he the, the de facto drop-in replacement for Drew now that Drew is in Florida? That that was kind of my take on it too. Yep, um, both him and and Konechny actually, who's another guy we we mentioned here in our waiver wire pickups, they've been really good. They're going to get some more time on ice with Bujarugan and also Couturier is out, right? So um, that's right. Both of these guys have been producing at the time of writing, and this was a day or two ago. But we had nine points and four goals in the last nine games played for Kevin Hayes. So he's been really good. Um. They do have a challenging schedule this week, the Flyers, with matchups against Minnesota, Toronto, and New York, so that's something to keep in mind. But uh, Travis Konechny, since January 22nd, he's posted at least one point in 17 of 24 games. He's currently on pace for 16 goals and 56 points. So both guys, I think, can help your roster if you're in need of some points. Well, they're producing late in the season here, right? So if you've got someone on your roster that's dropping off, these guys are picking up, so especially going into the playoffs. Yeah, and readily available too. Like Travis Konechny is only twenty six percent rostered, and Kevin Hayes is thirteen percent. So they're pretty much available just about anywhere. Yep. Uh, next up here is Philip Deneau, twenty two percent rostered. Four games on the schedule for next week. He's been playing with Moore and Arvidsson, and he's getting time on power play one. He personally is having one of his best offensive seasons. He's got 21 goals already through 65 games. The The surprising thing for me is he's shooting a lot more. He's up to two and a half shots per game, whereas his career average is just 1.8. That's great. Yep. He's, he's looked good there. I mean, he's got six points, five goals in his last nine games, but he contributes in a lot of other areas as well. And that's kind of the one thing I like about him is he's contributing to some hits. He's, he's contributing in the faceoff dot. He's actually winning eight and a half draws a game. So some good things from him there. 63.5% power play share in his last five games. And I believe it was four or more shots in four or five of his last games. Like he's been, he's really been shooting the puck a lot lately. So some nice things there about him. On the Kings as a whole, they've been a bit beaten up injury-wise too, so. With him producing, that helps carry it over a bit too, so they, they get some of their healthy people back or get some people back healthy. Yep. Yep, so check out to know. Good option there, especially in deep leagues. Uh, Nico Heischer, I think Bruce, you had mentioned earlier, 
So we've got him 35% yeah. rostered, three games on the schedule. He's playing with Tatar and Bratz, who's also having a great season. <laughs> uh, somebody made a note here that's quite funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that would have been. Um, he has a, points. Take it away, John. It was a team effort. Team effort, yeah. <laughs> so he's just got nine or points in nine of his last 10 games played. He's got 14 points and four goals. Uh, multiple points in four consecutive games. He's on pace for 69 games. Nice. <laughs> 69 games or 69 points? I don't know what I'm saying anymore. 69 <laughs> points. He's on pace for 69 points. But I Okay. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> and, and 26 goals. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm surprised he's just 35% rostered. I think it's probably because of his injuries. Been kind of in and out of the lineup, but since he's been, since he has been back the last time here, he's been on a tear. Yeah, look good. I think that's exactly what it is. He's just in and out too much. People want certainty. To, yeah, for anybody to yeah. really hold on to him. That's fair. Uh, next up here, just because, how can you not mention him again? given the way that he's been playing. But he, he was just on our waiver wire list last week, and I think he's been on here previously. But Kyler Yamamoto, again, 23% rostered. And this one, you can't even make that argument, right, Tyler? Like he, It's not like Yamamoto's in and out of the, the lineup. This guy, he's playing, he's producing uh, four games on the schedule for next week, plus three strength of schedule. He's playing with McDavid and Kane. And, and I think the one thing here, the one knock on Yamamoto, his last two games, his power play time has been cut down to basically nothing. So... But, I mean, you know, he's still playing with two incredibly talented players at even strength, but something to keep in mind there. He's got um, five points, three goals in his last four games, 12 goal or twelve points and seven goals in his last nine. He's got a career high 18 through 65 games. I mean, he's got an outside chance of 25 goals this year. Just got to keep shooting. Yep. Uh, and the, checked and, his ish lately. His, his ish? Has Tyler checked his ish lately? No, I didn't check his. I'm good. We can check it just so it feels better. <laughs> I'm good without checking his ish. <laughs> I'm sure it's low. I'm sure it's low. Uh, 19.1 on the season. Oh, never mind. But his three-year average is 17.9, so it's not. it's not outrageous. Shoot the puck. Just got to shoot it. Yeah. goes in. He yeah. doesn't even have 100 shots this year, which is pretty surprising. 94 on the season. Smitty. John's favorite player's number. Smitty. No. <laughs> uh, in the month of March, th- this this actually is concerning. In the month of March, his shooting percentage is 33.3%. Keep shooting. <laughs> What was it? So, th- can you look back and see what it was? Maybe not right now, but look back and see what it was when he went on that after he got called up, like two years ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we can look into that after. Because it, it might just be a thing that he does, like second half Fiala. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Last forward here, Evgeny Dadnoff. I don't have his rostered percentage for some reason. That's my bad, but um, I believe he's widely available. I can look that up. Three games played. 
He's playing with Eichel and, and Nicholas Waugh right now, and on power play one. Best um, trade they never made. Best trade they never made, exactly. <laughs> Nine points, six goals in his last eight games. He had the overtime winner, like we said. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nice short-term streaming option, right? At least until some of the players for Vegas come back. So basically the rest of the season. Basically the rest of the season, yeah. So just enjoy that production from Evgeny Dadnoff. 9% rostered right now. There you go. Thank you. Okay, let's move on to defensemen. We got a couple guys here that uh, were traded or have been impacted by trades at the deadline. First up is Hampus Lindholm, 18% rostered. Three games on the schedule for next week. They've got him on the top pairing with Charlie McAvoy and getting some time on power play too. Um, Through two games, he had one assist, six shots on goal, seven hits, two and a half minutes on the power play, and over 22 minutes of time on ice. They went on and got him, and they're sure using him. Yeah, not too shabby. So someone I would I would keep an eye on. I mean, even to play with that top line at even strength and with Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, just gonna pull up pretty good players there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's got the one assist here so far. But yeah, he's looked good. So give him some consideration. The other guy, it just wouldn't be an episode of Fantasy Hockey Hacks without talking about Shane Goss's pair. 48% <laughs> rostered. Four games on the schedule for next week. Minus 17 strength of schedule. He's been great all year long. 13 goals, uh, on pace for 13 goals and 51 points. Nine points, one goal in his last 10 games played. If you need help on D, go grab Goss's pair. Nice little bounce back season for him. Yeah. Uh, this guy, Vince Dunn, obviously he's been impacted positively with Mark Giordano leaving, kind of as we'd expected. He's getting the lion's share of the power play with Gio out of town. Uh, on March 22nd, he played 420 on the power play, and he eclipsed 25 total minutes. So he, he's getting some some big minutes, some big time on ice, seven points, 14 shots on goal, 14 blocks in his last nine games played. Uh, he's on pace for 38 points. And the Kraken have 18 games remaining on the season, nine of which take place on the light days, which is the second most among all teams. So he's got a bit of a schedule advantage there as well. Very nice. John, you're laughing. Was it because of, of Vince Dunn, or what, what was that about? Absolutely. It was totally or he's checking Vin- your lineup. What is this? It was totally Vince Dunn. Yeah. I don't need to check my lineup. I'm up by so much, it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Just throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> joke <laughs> for for a guy who started the year five and twelve i'm or five and nine or whatever it was yeah five and nine you're feeling really good about yourself absolutely <laughs> it flames out in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> time will tell time will tell uh. <laughs> um next d-man here sean jersey four percent rostered four games on the schedule for next week He's basically been the de facto number one for L.A. with Dowdy out of the lineup. He's on pace for 37 points. He's got seven points in his last 10. Uh, he's contributing to blocks, hits, pims, shots on goal. Lots of good things to like about him. I think he's the the first rookie D-man for L.A. to score two or more three-point games. 
Wow, that's good. So some good stuff there from Sean Dersey. Give him a look. As we mentioned earlier, Nick Letty, 2% rostered, four games on the schedule for next week. He's being paired with uh, Pareko, and he's seeing time on power play one. That's probably going to last for as long as Krug is out of the lineup. Um, I, I really don't expect big production out of him. Like, does anybody here expect big production out of Nick Letty, realistically? Not really, no. No. It's, I, it, most of the suggestion here is based on his deployment, which may or may not play out, but... Uh, he's got volume starts next week and good deployment. So, I mean, it's if you're in a really deep league, I think he's worth a look. That's it for D-Men. Let's move on to goaltenders, starting with Logan Thompson. 10% rostered, three games on the schedule. There's some speculation that Robin Leonard is going to miss the remainder of the season, right? Or we wouldn't be surprised to hear that. No. So... I mean, given that information, Logan Thompson's basically been the guy, but he's been really good in his last five starts. He's got a record of 3-2-0 with a 2.41 GAA, a 9.29 save percentage, and a 3.13 goal saved above average. Some good stuff there. John, you have nothing bad to say about Logan Thompson? Um... You're trying really hard. Sa- sample size, and that's about it. That's fair. Uh, Tyler, you might like this guy, Jake Allen. 27% rostered, three games on the schedule for next week. I don't like his schedule. It's actually it's like murderer's row in the southeast, right? they got Florida, Carolina, and Tampa. <laughs> God. Um, so maybe you don't want to look at him for this week, but their schedule gets better the week after for the week ending April 10th. But I, I just got to say, in his first five appearances coming off injury, he made a spectacular 47-save appearance the other night, a 4-2 win over the Leafs. Um, he's got a 2-1-2 record with a 2.81 goals against average, a 9.31 save percentage, and a 3.97 GSAA. Tyler, yes Warriors or no? could use that. Did you see that stop he made on Marner? No. He came across, came across the ice with his blocker. Somehow got it. Even Marner was... Had his mouth open watching it after. <laughs> uh, based on that schedule, I wouldn't. But um, maybe for the the week following up, he has been really good. Yeah, if you if you can, if your playoffs don't start this week, maybe you want to consider stashing him for the week after. If you're if you're looking for goaltender up, or you could roll the dice too. Maybe puts up another forty five point save or fifty point save against Tampa. Or, uh, probably not, but I mean, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Scott Wedgwood. Who was they talking to? Is John? Is that you or is it you, Bruce? Big fan of Scott Wedgwood. <laughs> he came in and played. <laughs> like, to do <laughs> he came in and played really well in his first nope. game in Dallas. I think he had 40, 48 saves or forty-seven saves, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, six percent rostered. Four games next week. Easy. He schedule. actually had. Mm-hmm. He almost had fifty percent net share in Arizona. But, I mean, does anyone here think he's going to play much in Dallas? Like, that's my only concern with him. If he keeps playing like that, they might give him a couple of extra starts just to give Ottinger a rest. Yeah. Because they are still in contention for a playoff spot. So, putting up numbers like that, it's they don't have to rely on Ottinger nearly as much. Th- that's true. And and we should mention his, his numbers here. So, in his last three starts, he's posted a 2-1-0 record, 2.93 goals against average, a 9.35 save percentage, and a 3.28. 
GSA. So some good stuff from Wedgwood there. Okay. Any other thoughts, opinions, ideas, players I might have missed, players I want to talk about? Nothing. Okay. Crickets. Crickets. Um, I did include just because some teams are going into the playoffs or, you know, we're a week away from playoffs. There's just some additional names to consider here. So I'll probably just do that this week and next week. And we're not going to cover every player in the league, but there's some guys here you might want to consider as well. So check the check the notes. Go to fantasyhockeyhacks.com. All that information is going to be there. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to submit questions for Ask the Hacks, uh, get in touch with us on Twitter at FHHacks, on Instagram at Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Uh, what else, Sean? We're everywhere. We're on Reddit. We're on, in, uh, I don't know, all the places. Facebook. <laughs> all the places. <laughs> we're, we're on except, Reddit? Except the TikToks. <laughs> except that, yeah, we're on the TikToks. Uh, we, are, we do have like a subreddit, yeah, Tyler. So if people want to. Uh, how about that? How about that? So if you want to <laughs> submit questions, you can do it there too, or just follow up on some of the content we got going on. Hey, hey Tyler, did you hear we're on Spotify too? Uh, no, no. I've got Apple Podcasts, so I just listen on there. Ah, uh, <laughs> you would. Zing. <laughs> Y'all are a bunch of hosers. <laughs> there you go. We are on all the podcast directories, not just those two, but. Okay. John, you have a thought there? You look like you want to say something. No, I was just going to say we're also on the YouTubes, but. We are on the YouTubes, and I think we're going to try and do more with our YouTube channel, kind of moving into the playoffs and the offseason. So stay tuned for that. You might see more content there. But I think that about does it. Uh, It's getting past Tyler's bedtime. He is the ripe old age of 35 now, so. I'm 34 (laughs) still. Relax. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Just 34. Okay. (laughs) You guys are old men. (laughs) Creepy old men. With that, we'll, uh, we'll call it for another week. Thanks, guys. It was fun. We will talk to you next Sunday. Bye, Felicia. Shout out, Charlie. Hey, can I eat? Take care.